0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Happier Life Podcast. I'm your host Claire Deacon. After deciding survival wasn't enough, I set out on a path to live my best life. I wanted to thrive. Now I'm on a mission to support others. Think you're not good enough, confident enough, brave enough. I'm here to tell you you are and you can achieve anything. This is your time. So let's do this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Happier Life. This week I was reminded about the importance of rest. I've been working hard on several new projects and will be sharing with you some plans I have for the new year and how to focus on you and your well-being in 2023. I've had children off sick from school which changed plans. Then I got sick myself, high temperature and my body just shut down. I spent 24 hours in bed and slept the majority of that, which really isn't like me, but clearly something I needed. So supercharged now on some vitamin C and having got outside to take in some nature, I am back to myself. So despite feeling a lot better, I found myself a bit lost when I made it back to my desk. It felt as though I hadn't been in my business for weeks and I didn't know where to start. I had a practical list of tasks, things I had to do, the things I should do, and the things I'd like to do, but aren't quite a priority yet. I was even frustrating myself having that argument, you know, the one. Just get on with something, anything, doesn't matter how big, how small, just do something. Sitting there staring blankly isn't helping me get anything done. But I just uh, couldn't get started. I wonder whether my mind felt a bit like my desk looked, cluttered and a bit unkempt. Lots of notes, scribbled, ideas, things to do, resources, tasks. I started to go through the clutter in frustration and found myself systematically organising, binning and changing things around. Next thing was I'd pushed back my desk chair to the back of my room And I was upstanding and I was writing different ideas on my whiteboard. And then I thought to myself, well, what I need now is some tunes, something uplifting and inspiring, something to get me moving. So there I am transformed from the low energy state, sat slumped in front of my laptop thinking, where do I begin? to being some disco diva, inspired and energized, starting to plan out the next year for me, my business and my family. I'd gone from zero to 60 in a really short space of time. And it all started with picking up that first post-it note and making a decision as to what I was going to do with it. The tiny step. It built into a bigger step and then another, and then another one until I had a pretty inspiring list of things to work on for the remainder of the year and some exciting plans to put into action for 2023. So why am I telling all you all of this? Well, I think the main point is to recognise how it can be really difficult at times to get the motivation and to find some momentum, especially when you feel like there's a mountain ahead of you, or perhaps... You know, you can't even see that mountain because you're surrounded by a fog. Both states, you know, I've been in and experienced myself on many occasions. And what I'm hearing increasingly from people is very similar, that they want change. Some know what that change is. Some need to figure that out. But what they're finding is that the task, it looks too great um, or they just don't know where to start or even if they know what the first step is, they, they don't seem to be able to summon the energy to, to take that first step. So why are we finding ourselves in that state? And what can we do about it really is what the topic is for this podcast today. So really, it, it's a consequence of how the past few years have been for us more than ever. The, the last few years have been a huge energy drain for many of us. It has left a lot of us feeling sluggish. And to be honest, the near future looks like it's going to continue to be challenging for many. It's a time when we want to go into hiding to, su- to succumb to our feelings of fears and, and kind of wait for the storm to pass. But this isn't the time for inaction. This is the time when we need to take steps to look after our mental well-being. Never has it been more important. In the last few years, we've all experienced some serious challenges to our belief systems. The world stopped interacting in a way that we were used to. And even when things started to return to normal, it just wasn't the same. Because it's not the same. People have changed they have a whole new experience which has shaped their feelings and their behaviours. Work patterns have changed. Relationships have changed. Our ways of interacting have changed. Our views on what is and isn't possible have changed. In previous years, We didn't consider it possible that we would ever close schools, let alone transport systems tell businesses to shut their doors. You never saw the streets of major inner cities in absolute silence. But we've all experienced that over the last few years. This kind of changes what our perception is of what is possible. If you ask someone who's now experienced the pandemic, Is there a possibility of a pandemic? We're all pretty much saying, hell yes, and we don't want another one. But prior to that, didn't we all sit in a comfortable belief that "Mm, it won't really come to anything? Some may have been aware of the potential, but the large majority were hopeful that it wouldn't ever come to that, that it wouldn't come to our front door. So given that the world changed for everyone, in different ways and to different extents. It means everything feels inconsistent and that level of inconsistency and that increase in the unknown and anticipation of things being different and how something can come from what was perceived as relatively nowhere. It is leading us to an increase in anxiety and an increase in stress. And if that wasn't enough, we have an economy in turmoil, a continual stream of unprecedented events, whether it's been the chaos in politics, whether in the UK or overseas, the war raging in Ukraine, an energy crisis, the pandemic, empty shelves, empty pockets. I'm not going to go on because quite simply having the message reinforced isn't going to make it any easier. deal with. The reality is a lot is going on, things are uncertain and our own anxiety and those around us is on the increase. So to hold back that snowball effect of things becoming overwhelming there's a few steps you can take to manage your own well-being. Focusing on our well-being is something we can control And by doing so, it ensures we are better equipped to deal with anything that crosses our path, because inevitably we will all face adversity. And whilst we can take preventative measures in some cases, the reality is none of us are immune. So rather than sit and worry about it, we can ensure we are in the best place to handle it when it comes our way. And the time is right now. Right now, you can take and you should be taking action. Some of you may already be feeling the impact from the change in the seasons and with the additional pressures of the holiday season, especially with the increased uncertainty, this can make a significant difference to your life and those around you, because managing your well-being has a positive impact on how you show up in life. And when you show up with positivity, it becomes contagious. Each interaction you have in the universe has an influence on someone else's day. Whether it's smiling at a stranger, holding the door open for someone, being kind or reassuring, making a positive gesture. All of these will have a positive effect, not on you, not just on you, but also on those around you. Try holding on to that fear and feeling of worry whilst doing something nice for someone. And then responding positively to you. Even when we are fearful or worried about something, if someone does something kind to you, or if you do something kind and generous to someone else, and they respond with a smile, a thank you, or that look in someone's eyes where you make that connection, your fear and worry subside at least. In the initial phases because holding on to fear and worry at the same time as holding on to joy and gratitude just aren't possible it's not there for us to do so to prepare us for things to come to take active responsibility for our well-being I'm going to take you through five steps now They're all pretty simple steps, so there's no excuses for not getting started. All you need to do is just get started. So firstly, I want you to consider your commitment to your well-being and taking care of yourself. How do you want to think, feel and show up for your life? Think about it. What feelings do you want to have? What do you want to do? How do you want to be perceived? Then I want you to consider what investment you're prepared to make in supporting yourself. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about financial investment. Be a consideration of how much time you're willing to commit. To looking after yourself. It may be that you take as little as 10 minutes a day to take action and improving your well-being. What kind of priority are you prepared to put behind increasing your well-being? Because no matter what we want to achieve, if we're not willing to put in any effort. If we're not willing to make a commitment, then inevitably, we're not going to achieve it. So take some time. Have a think about really what it is that you want to achieve, what that would look like and what you're willing to do to get there. Okay. so next step. I want you to think about how you want to feel and consider what difference that would make to your life. So whatever that feeling is, whether it's feelings of empowerment, strength, determined, focused, happy, joyful, whatever the word is that you want to describe how you would be feeling What difference would that make to you? Get a good picture of how your life would be running. Perhaps you want to think about what would happen on a day-to-day basis. How would you wake up? Where would you wake up? What would be the things that happen? What would you wear? What would you eat? Who would be around you? What action would you be taking? How would your day run? Think about all those different elements and get a really good picture of how your life would be running if you felt good every day that you got up. How would you manage your time? And how would you use your energy? Now, each of these steps are going to take you some time to do. And if you check out the description in the podcast, you will see them listed. So once you have an idea of how you would like your life to go, I want you to think about what you need to do to make that happen. And then also consider what challenges you might face. What obstacles may come up to you in trying to achieve that lifestyle? How will you overcome those challenges? What resources do you have available to you to support you and help you? If you don't currently have those resources, where can you source them? Again, spend some time giving that step some thought. Okay, so fourthly, I want you to think about how you're going to manage your self-care during this time. What do you enjoy doing? What re-energises you? Now that might be seeing a friend, meditating, yoga, knitting, boxing, pottery, flying a kite, going for a walk. The list is endless. So many different possibilities. But what is it for you? What recharges you? For some of us, it's connection and interaction with other people. For others, it's doing something in solitude. Neither is better than another. It is down to the individual. For me personally, music has a big influence on my life. Whether I need to energise and get moving, or I need to decompress after a challenging day, I have a different playlist depending on my needs. Consider how you are treating your mind and your body. Are you eating healthily? Drinking plenty of water? Getting good quality sleep? Are you taking breaks? Have you got downtime? So in considering your self-care, I also want you to think about how you manage your worries and anxieties. Sometimes our worries can seem overwhelming. You might not have the energy to deal with something, or it could be worrying about something that might happen or might not happen, that's out of our control. If it's the latter, if something might happen and it's not in your control, I suggest you write it down on a piece of paper and lock it into a jam jar or hide it in a drawer somewhere, somewhere where it can be remain contained because it's just an unnecessary drain on your energy. Should that happen, that's when you'll have to find the energy to deal with it. But using energy thinking about it is not going to help you. So for those items that you are worrying about that you're not ready to deal with yet, write them down on a list, and then put it aside. And when you're ready, when you have enough energy, take a look at the list and see what action you can take to resolve them. Now that action may not resolve it entirely, but it may just be a small step, something. So if you've got to make a phone call and tell someone something, find the phone number. Make a date for when you are going to make the phone call. Or plan out the conversation. Whatever step seems doable to you. Quite often what you'll find is when you come back to the list, either some of those worries have resolved themselves or you would have already tackled them without thinking about them. Now obviously, my warning here is if you've got something which is a health concern, something of a serious nature I urge you to get the help you need as soon as possible and to get it resolved but that's a different issue. So fifth step, I want you to take a jar and name it a gratitude jar where each day you write down at least three things you are grateful for. Write them on a piece of paper and fold it up, put them in a jar And on the days when things seem really hard and you're finding yourself a bit lost, you can take out some of the papers and read what you have to be grateful for. Now, this is a really simple exercise, but you'll be surprised at the energy it gives you on those difficult days, especially when it's been written by yourself. It's in your own words, in your own handwriting. Keep an open mind to it. And remember how I said previously, how it can be difficult to hold on to fear and anxiety whilst being grateful. If you want some more assistance on gratitude, if you head on over to my website, happiercoach.com forward slash links, you will find that there is a free gratitude journal to get you started, which and the, that includes the gratitude jar exercise if you need a reminder from it. And if you want additional support on improving your well-being, something to structure some of these conversations that we've had in today's episode, then you will find I've recently published on Amazon, the Happier Life journal, a 90 day well-being journal, and that will help you stay on track. So I'll put links in the description of this episode um, and you can take a look if you think that might be of use. So just to recap, five steps to improve your well-being. Firstly, make your commitment. What are you prepared to invest in improving your well-being? Next, how do you want to feel? Thirdly, Determine how you want to run your life and what you need to do to make that happen. Fourth, think about your self-care and how you're going to do that. How you're going to find a way to re-energise yourself. And then finally, put in place a gratitude jar where you recognise three things that you're grateful for each day. So I hope this has been helpful to you. As always, feel free to reach out, email me, claire at happiercoach.com or DM me at happiercoach. And as a very wise lady who helped me on my journey to happier told me, the only thing that is the end of the world is the end of the world. Take care of you, rest, re-energize and live a life that you love if you've enjoyed this episode ensure you hit subscribe head on over to my website happiercoach.com sign up for the weekly newsletter and let me support you in living a happier life i'm your host claire deacon thank you for listening have a fabulous day